When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Hey, are there any questions I can answer before we get going here? Uh, yes, ma'am. My favorite part about coming to work every day, uh, the, the jokes. Because <laughs> I get just as upset about what's happening in the world as anybody else does, but I get to hang out with some of the funniest people in the world, and we make each other feel better about it just by letting the release out, you know, and the anxiety comes out with a ha-ha, like that. <laughs> uh, this band is another reason to get to share the stage with these artists every night in Extraordinary. <laughs> um, on, on Tuesdays, we get pizza. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. And anybody else? Yes, right there. Yeah. When did I realize that as a public person, my life changed forever? You put it ominously, my friend. <laughs> when did I know that people, like, watched the show and, and did that change my life? I remember fairly... Uh, when I was still at The Daily Show, and the show had kind of broken in 2000, but really in 2002, it really got even bigger. And, because uh, nobody knew who we were before that. You had to be really kind of news junkies to know who we were before 2000. And I came back from the, the, like, the plant supply store, where, in the little suburban town we live in New Jersey. And I said to Evie, I said, I'm the perfect amount of famous. <laughs> and she goes, what is it? And I said, I'm not famous enough that there's any paparazzi or anybody bothers me, but I went to the plant supply store to buy mulch for you. <laughs> and one of the guys who works there is on a Saturday, his weekend job, he's a college kid working on there on the weekend, and I didn't have to carry my own mulch to the car. <laughs> he was willing to carry the mulch so he could ask me some questions about The Daily Show. And I said, I think this might be as famous as you want to be. Yeah. Everything above here seems like a pain in the ass. Um, but that's it, that's when I knew, mulch. <laughs> Anybody? Uh, yes, in the middle, back right there. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm a comedian, and I want to be a late-night writer. You want to be a late-night writer? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Do you like to write? Yes, I love to write. And do you perform it? Yeah, I perform stand-up comedy, and I was going to ask you, like, what's been, like, your writing process, and can you kind of tell oh, a little bit about... I ascribe to the Ernie Kovacs school of writing process. And I don't know if you know what Ernie Kovacs was, but he was a pioneer of, of, of television. And he said, every good idea I ever had was because it was 3.15 and I had a 3.30 production meeting. <laughs> and so I'm a huge fan of, of panic and pressure. 
I'm not joking. Like, gun to your head, because you need to, well, what is the, what is the actual thing you want to say and do? What's the actual idea that's in your head? And unless there's a lot of pressure on you, at least for me, and that's why I liked improv, is because it helped me deal with the pressure. It's not really, like, stress writing, because improv is different than writing, but I really like the need to, no, you need to do it right now. You need to let go and let it out of you. And I find that if you close your eyes and really use your imagination, not imagination, but your imagination, that's why it's called that. You see in your mind the thing you want to say or do, then do that. Then write that down. Be true to yourself and, and don't be afraid of people's judgment because you're young and you're just starting and you'll find your voice and you'll find your rhythm and you'll find your refinement. You're going to be great. All right. All right. Yes, ma'am, right there. What'd you say? Well, I actually think if you just want to slice over on, uh, shoot, over on uh, 9th Avenue, I like Sacco's on 9th Avenue and 53rd Street. I like that. But uh, my favorite pizza is not by the slice. You have to get a whole pie for my favorite pizza, and it's called Lazara's. And Lazara's is done in a shallow pan. It's not a deep dish pizza. It's a very thin pizza, actually. But it has no rolled crust, like no big thing on the edge around. It's actually just a little kick up on the edge. It's like cracker thin. The ingredients are amazing. I go with prosciutto and red onion. And on if it's been a rough day or a rough week, my assistant will order me one. And she knows to put it on my desk and not talk to me till I've eaten the entire thing. Because <laughs> I don't want to share. Because every slice is just... It is just Tangy and sweet, and it's making the juice squirt in my mouth right now, <laughs> even talking about it. Yes, sir, on the aisle. Um, what's been your favorite voice acting role? My favorite voice acting role? You were great on Rick and Morty. Oh, uh, Rick and... Oh, as Zeep? Yeah. I'll tell you, so there's... Rick, for those who don't follow Rick and Morty, there was, a, there was an episode where they go into the underverse or something. Like these, there are these nested universe inside these boxes, and they're using the nested under-universe to generate power for the over-universes. And they're basically just enslaving the universes below them as they go along. And I played a version of Rick in one of the under-universes called Zeep. And, and, uh, and Zeep spoke basically just like Rick, and he was very abusive to his sidekick, who was like a Morty. And I was, and, and, and the under-universe where Zeep was, I was enslaving the under-universe underneath me to produce the power we needed on these, like, Zoogle boxes or something like that, where everyone just cranked them to worship their god. It's a complicated story. <laughs> but there's something that I say in it, because Rick, some says, Rick is saying to uh, Morty, um, ooh la la. So if Morty says something fancy, he goes, ooh la la, somebody's getting laid in college. And in the under universe, I say, eek barbadurkel, somebody's getting laid in college. So instead of ooh la la, it's eek barbadurkel. And my son, who watches Rick and Morty, one day was in the kitchen and he and I were uh, making something like this. And he says, he says, like, I said something fancy and he goes, ooh la la, somebody's getting laid in college, like this. <laughs> And I turned to him and I said, eek barbadurkel, somebody's getting laid in college. And John goes, are you Zeep? Wow. Wow. And I said, yeah, did you not know I'm Zeep? And he goes, you have to tell me. Like, everybody at work, everybody at school is going, eek barbadurkel, somebody's getting in college. And I don't know, it's my own dad. I said, I recorded it like two years ago. I haven't even seen the episode. Wow. But anyway, so wow. uh, Zeep was fun. I've done a ton of them, but Zeep, Zeep was fun. Uh, yes, ma'am, right there in the middle, yes. I'm a retired teacher of 36 years. Hello. Thank you. So I taught middle school for 17 years and elementary for 19. 
So if you were a teacher, what grade level would you like to teach in that setting? Oh. <laughs> give me before puberty, please. <laughs> I beg you, give me before puberty. Or give me the seniors. Give me seniors fresh, uh, a fall term, senior year, not, se- not spring term, senior year. <laughs> Unless I don't actually have to give them any tests or anything like that. Did you have a favorite? That's nice. Seventh grade science, that's really good. I taught, I taught, the only time I taught, I mean, I taught improv for many years, but I also, I taught, Sunday school was the only time I actually taught anything. Every Sunday. And my favorite thing was teaching seven-year-olds. was fantastic. Sunday school. They'd ask all these questions that you think when you're like a sophomore in college, you're so smart to be asking. They're asking like, well, if God made everything, what came before God? <laughs> what? <laughs> God's outside of time, how, how, and he makes everything happen. How do things happen in time? <laughs> things like that. Um, and trying to explain, like, Venn diagrams of where eternity touches the moment and everything to children, unbelievable. Um, I love teaching the little kids. I did a, we do a piece uh, every so often called Kids Pitch, where children come pitch me movie ideas, or I interview them to get movie ideas. Today we did superheroes, a new superhero movie, I don't even remember what they said, but just looking at those little faces, getting so excited about what the superhero powers could be, just was, I didn't need, I didn't need the coffee on the drive-in this morning. <laughs> right? Uh, yes, back row, sir. Yes. Hello. Well, we rewrite the show up until about 15 minutes before. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. like, we're reading it, rewriting it right as we come out here. But uh, we rewrite the show because we rehearse it, and then we, then we go downstairs and we rewrite it for a long time and then try to make it good. And, <laughs> and then in the last 15 minutes, I like to listen to some music to try to make the switch in my head from sort of writer, producer, to just performer. Like, we call it making the turn. So I can leave all that behind. And what do we listen to tonight? Well, we listen to... Uh, some from The Nightfly by Donald Fagan, if anybody has a deep cut. We listen to some Nightfly. I listen to the good... uh, We listen to uh, IGY, International Geophysical Year, and and, uh, New Frontier. And then I listen to Cool About It by Boy Genius, which they they, they did on the show last week, which is just amazing, heartbreaking, and and beautiful. And then the last thing I do before I come up here is when I come backstage is that I shake everybody's hand backstage, even if they're just walking by, and I say, have a good show. And then I wait for Lewis to say, uh, how are you, Stephen? I say, I'm good, Lewis, how are you? And I come out here, and then the last thing I do before the show begins is that I shake that man's hand, Mark McKenna, and I say, have a good show. And I've been doing that... 18. This is 2023. We've been doing that for 18... What, what, wait, when was... What, what is today? October 18th. October 17th. October 17th will be 18 years since I've been shaking your hand and saying, have a good show. That's 18 years since the very first episode, since the very first episode of the, of the Colbert Report, and I haven't aged a day. Hey. Are we ready to go? We need a moment more. Okay, uh, uh, let's go high and away right there, yes. What? What are my hobbies? I, 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 I do this. I mean, I don't have a lot of time for hobbies. I, am, I have built some boats. And I'm presently in the middle of building a 200-hour uh, project 
of building what's called a main lighthouse peapod tender. And, and it's, uh, you know what that is? You know what it is? Uh, a main lighthouse, as you know what that is, a peapod is the shape of the boat, and a tender is what the lighthouse keeper would row out to the lighthouse. And so I'm building a main lighthouse peapod tender, and I, and it's, I bought all the stuff I needed to buy it, to, to build it during uh, COVID, and it's a 200-hour, one man, 200 hours, I've put two hours into it. <laughs> so I'm technically in the middle of the project. We ready to go? Y'all ready to do the oh, show? Yeah. Y'all ready to do the show, everybody? Me <laughs> too. Thank you for listening to the Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing: if you want to see more of me, come to the Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com.